Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito This is the Falcoholic Podcast, official podcast of the Atlanta Falcons on the SB Nation Podcast Network. This is David Walker, and we're here to talk about, oh my God, the Falcons lost to the Cowboys and the advanced stats and analytics coming out of that game. As you can imagine, when you lose 43-3, there is not a lot of good to say. Um, I want to say this up front, though, because I know there are some people that don't like PFF stats. I understand uh, you know, their scoring sometimes can be confusing. Uh, it can defy what we see on tape. And I think we're going to run into that today. And I'm going to give some explanations as to why. And I think that is uh, a, a fair criticism of PFF uh, and how they present their stats. Um, and I think this is the perfect game to highlight that uh, you should always take these with a grain of salt. Um, never use these as your sole source for making um, a decisive opinion on a player or a particular game, uh, because I think these grades have gone sideways and uh, they are just extraordinarily strange. It's why um, you have to put things in the right context when you're looking at this type of thing. Uh, So let's jump into it. Let's start with the Falcons offense. Let's talk about the top five graded guys this is where things go completely screwy um, off the bat. All right. At number one, right guard, not the one you're thinking about, right guard, Colby Gossett. Yeah, Colby Gossett. 12 total snaps graded as a 92.0, which is an elite grade, um, a run blocking grade of 89.4, pass blocking 78.9, Um yeah, Colby Gossett. I'm I'm sorry. You know, maybe he is a, a great player. Uh, maybe he is a diamond in the rough for the Falcons to develop. I uh, would love that. But this clearly came in the fourth quarter uh, when the game was out of reach, when Dallas had put their backups in. And to be fair, Gossett played well against their backups. So, does this warrant some additional looks in the future? Maybe. Uh, but right now, uh, he has got an elite grade from PFF. And I want to say this up front as well. Um, the Falcons uh, have several guys on defense who fans are sort of you know, clamoring to because of these big grades on PFF, such as Michael Walker, and they're doing it with small sample sizes. And I get it. Um, we want to cling to the idea that there's a guy just in the wings waiting to be that next great player, replace Deion Jones with Michael Walker or, or Foye Luukun. They suck. He's going to be fantastic. Uh, I understand that. I understand wanting to give someone else a, a chance, especially when your starters aren't playing well. I am not saying leave your starters in no matter what. Um, however, we have to be mindful of 
small sample size, the coaches putting these guys in a position where they're doing one thing and the one thing only, as opposed to a starter that has to manage a much bigger load as far as what they're being asked to do. Um, that context is important. And that's why I think, again, these grades can be super helpful. I love doing these podcasts. I love recapping these for you guys. Um, but at the same time, please, please, please put these in the proper uh, perspective when you're looking at these. All right, number two on this list. This is the most obscure grade I've seen uh, of any on this list. Uh, one of the few players um, on offense, and actually I think he's the only player on offense to play every single offensive snap for the Falcons, and that is left guard Jalen Mayfield. He had a 90.6 overall grade. Here is what is obscure about it. He had a 92.2 run blocking grade, so elite run blocking. And look, he played 25 snaps of this game uh, at run blocking. And a lot of that was in the first quarter, second quarter, uh, where they were having success on the ground. So maybe Jalen is starting to get it together a little bit as a run blocker. We don't know because we don't have splits. We don't have grades where we can see what he looked like in each quarter. We don't have grades where we can see like what he looked like uh, against favorable competition or poor competition or good competition. Um, we don't have grades that tell us what the first half looked like versus the second half. We just have the overall grade. And that's why um, I, I love PFF. I think they do fantastic work. But we don't have the proper splits to fully assess these grades. I don't think Jalen was this good. And he had a 40.3 pass blocking grade, which I think uh, is probably in line with where his game was at. He got absolutely just blown by on one of the sacks of Matt Ryan. Um, right now, if you ask me if, if he's the future of the position, I still don't know. You know, he's a rookie. It's his first time playing this position. Um, the, the verdict is still out. We'll see. But being second on this list, um, yeah, it's just obscure. I think it probably got boosted by playing against backups in the fourth quarter is my honest assessment. All right. Number three on this list, wide receiver, Frank Darby with 12 total snaps 87.6 overall grade. Um, all right, we're moving on. Uh, number four on this list, Drew Dahlman with 12 snaps, 86.6 overall grade. Uh, poor pass blocking, elite run blocking yet again. Uh, and finally, five, someone else who actually started this game other than Jalen Mayfield, uh, tight end Kyle Pitts with a 78.0 overall grade. Um, I, I think what you're seeing here and what we saw on the field is this team and the, the the starters on this team were really bad in the first three quarters. When we got into the fourth quarter, you know, maybe some individual guys in limited snaps had decent performances, uh, such as Colby Gossett, uh, Drew Dahlman, you know, Frank Darby. Um, maybe that holds up, but it's meaningless. Like these grades are meaningless. It was in throwaway time. The, the Falcons were in throwaway time. The Cowboys were in throwaway time. It was like a preseason game, and preseason performances do not carry over into the regular season, and I don't think fourth quarter junk time carries over into the rest of the season. So while that is your top five, um, I would advise you to do nothing with that because the bottom five is a lot of guys you don't want to see on this side of the list. At the very bottom, right tackle, Caleb McGarry, 33.0 overall grade, 26.6 in pass blocking, um, he looked dreadful, and he was dreadful. Um, so that there's that. Uh, right behind him, um, 
even with the advantage of playing in the fourth quarter, uh, quarterback Josh Rosen, 35.9 overall grade, just dreadful. Um, third up from the list, starting quarterback Matt Ryan, arguably one of his worst games in a long time. Uh, 38 total snaps. He had a 46.6 overall grade. Those of you who've been giving me grief about not saying he had a bad game, which I did say, um, I, I guess people want me to say he should be traded, set on fire, cut from the team. I, I mean, I don't know what it's going to take, honestly, but I did say he had a bad game. And yes, this proves it. He had a bad game. Um, there you go. I hope those of you who hate Matt Ryan are, are happy, and I know that you are not, so I don't care. Moving on, number four on the list, uh, Jason Spriggs, who played at left tackle, uh, 48.5 overall grade. And number five on the list, Mike Davis, who had a 51.1 overall grade. This was interesting. I thought he actually did better in this game. I thought he was a more effective runner, but he really got hammered um, for you know his job as a receiver, which I guess makes sense. He dropped a pass that was right in the breadbasket uh, that would have converted a third down. So probably got pretty heavily penalized for that. So uh, yeah, th- that that score makes sense to me, I guess. Um, but yeah. Th- overall. Mike Davis has been towards the bottom of this list um, quite frequently now. Uh, Those of you who have been pounding the table that the team needs to give additional looks to guys like Wayne Gallman, um, certainly these types of scores back that up. Um, As for some other notable players on this list, um, some starters that I want to point out uh, to that point, Cordero Patterson was 6 on the list, 70.7 overall grade. Um, Arthur Smith did confirm that he basically pulled him after the first half uh, because they knew the, the score was out of reach, uh, that it was a lost cause, and they want to keep him as fresh as possible for the Thursday night game against the Patriots. Um, also, Parker Hesse, who played a good bit, um, he played 19 snaps, uh, ended up ninth on this list, 66.9, but the 75.1 in run blocking. So again, a lot of that may have been in the fourth quarter, but he, he jumped out to me. Um, Matt Hennessy, our starting center, I think is turning into a reliable starter uh, in the middle, which is great. 66.1 overall grade, 74.0 in pass blocking, which is pretty solid. Um, Chris Lindstrom, Jake Matthews, sort of in the middle of this list. Uh, both did a fairly good job in pass blocking, uh, not as well in run blocking. Uh, and one of the names to keep an eye on because – when we had uh, ESPN reporter Mike Rothstein on the podcast last week, and I asked him who the most disappointing player on offense was, he pointed out Russell Gage. Well, Russell Gage was six from the bottom with a 52.0 overall score. He was targeted three times. He had zero receptions. Of course, he had that one drop. It would have been a difficult catch um, early on in the game that would have converted a third down and kept the drive going, the one that we ultimately scored the field goal on. Um, but it, to be fair, Gage in the past uh, three games uh, has had two games where he has gone without any catches. And I think this is becoming a bit of a problem. Um, he has certainly been uh, nowhere near the receiver we hoped he would be. I hope this turns around in the next um, next few weeks. We're going to need him uh, while Calvin Ridley is still out. But right now, Russell Gage not getting it done. All right, we'll talk about how the defense did. Um, and I'll go ahead and give you a, a clue. They were awful. <laughs> they gave up 43 points. Uh, and to be fair, one of those touchdowns was on special teams. But yeah, this was a, a poor performance from them. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. 
We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. And we're back on the Falcoholic Podcast. This is Dave Walker. We're recapping the advanced stats and analytics coming out of the Falcons' absolute drubbing in Dallas by the Cowboys, 43-3 to uh, in Week 10. The Falcons fall to 4-5, and five, um, and they fall out of the seventh playoff spot, uh, which, incidentally, I'm sort of glad. I'm, I was getting tired of talking about the playoffs as a real possibility for this team, not because I don't think they could statistically end up there, they certainly can. They certainly could sneak into that seventh spot. Uh, but realistically, this is not a playoff caliber roster. And I think this game yesterday showed that to us. All right, let's talk about how the defense did. The top five guys on defense. Some of these names won't be surprising. Um, some of them maybe uh, will be. Uh, top of the list, linebacker Darren Bates. <laughs> Eight total snaps, 90.8 overall grade, which is an elite grade. Um, yeah, did great in coverage, tackling, run defense, um, primarily here for special teams. I guess he got some snaps again in the fourth quarter. So take this with a heavy grain of salt. Um, but yeah, he was our top graded player. Uh, number two, Grady Jarrett. It's good to finally see him back on the right side of this, uh, with 77.3 overall grade. So that gives you an idea that the fact that Grady is a 77.3 and scoring number two. Uh, is a sign that things were not really good. Um, number three, Fabian Moreau, uh, a player who I think in the past several weeks has been playing much better. Um, yes, he did get burned repeatedly in this game. And to be fair, um, you know, that is what was going to happen with AJ Terrell, um, you know, allowing very few yards um, per catch uh, as he has done all season. Moreau's is going to get targeted a lot. Guys like Avery Williams are going to get targeted a lot, and we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but Fabian Moreau, 74.3 overall grade. Um, I don't think he is nearly as bad as what many people think. I think he is an average corner. I think this game is beginning to show that. Um, he has gotten better over time. So um, certainly a player that I think is getting a lot more hate than maybe he deserves. Uh, but again, like he and the rest of the defense got exposed by one of the best teams in the NFL. Uh, so again, put everything in context and, and I think Moreau right now is, you know, he's not going to make this defense better, but I don't think he's the biggest problem. All right. Number four on this list, defensive tackle, Mike Pennell, um, 38 snaps. So the big guy got a lot of run. He did a good job. 69.8 overall grade. Um, I saw him in there early on. He was helping to limit the runs by Dallas. Um, his run defense, 70.9 overall. Uh, so that holds up with that. So yeah, I, I think in total, um, Mike Pinnell is beginning to get and earn those snaps. So it's good to see that from him. Number five, this may make some of you happy. Um, playing in the slot, Richie Grant, 33 total snaps, 67.3 overall grade, 91.4 in run defense, undoubtedly um, boosted by the forced fumble that he caused uh, in the game. 
on Ezekiel Elliott. So good on Richie Grant for having um, one of his best days on the team. All right, the bottom five for the Falcons. And there is a lot of red here, guys. Uh, This is depressing as hell. Um, Bottom of the list, linebacker Deion Jones. 25.3 overall grade. Um, 20s across the board except for his pass rush. Um, So that, that includes run defense, tackling, and coverage. Just an awful, 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 awful game from him. I think that held up when you actually watched the game. I've seen some people suggest that the Falcons should try to trade him, um, get rid of him next season. I mean, I think you have to see how this year plays out for him and how he finishes the year. Um, I am not a fan of blowing up the roster after just one really bad performance, uh, but Dion has not had a good year, and I think it's fair to wonder if he's going to be worth the cap hit that he will be registering next year and if another team may be able to make better use of him. Um, However, there are still eight games left in this season. If he can finish strong, um, then perhaps uh, some of this will be behind us. But right now, bottom of the list, uh, in 63 of the 77 snaps on defense. Right behind him, Avery Williams. 31 snaps, 27.5 overall grade. Also in the 20s on all of his scores. Uh, Dreadful game for the rookie. I feel bad for him, but... Unfortunately, this is uh, part of what happens. Um, third on the list, I, I hate seeing this because he had a, a fairly good game last week. And honestly, I don't know if I agree with this score. Um, I He got scored, I think, pretty low last week as well. I'm, I want to go back and look at this, see what Aaron Freeman thinks, because he, he does a really good job of sort of assessing what the defensive linemen do um, over at Falk Fans um, and the Locked On Falcons podcast. Um, Anthony Rush. Uh, 34 total snaps, 27.7 overall grade. Again, I'm not sure that I agree with that, but it, it, we're talking about the advanced analytics, and this is where they have them, so uh, so be it. Uh, fourth up from the list, Darren Hall uh, with 21 total snaps, 47.0 overall grade. And number five, Michael Walker, uh, linebacker with 23 total snaps and a 49.4 overall grade. He had been showing up on the top of this list, and uh, honestly, I'm sort of glad he got knocked down. So you guys will, maybe some of you will stop asking us when Michael Walker is going to take over the job for Foyer or Dion. Um, not that Dion did anything to help that conversation this week, but Michael certainly uh, not getting it done on his side either in this game. Um, where did some of the notable Falcons stand in this game? All right, uh, some good news here. Adidi Kumbo, Ogun Deji, uh, 42 total snaps, 65.6 overall grade. Uh, not bad from him. Um, AJ Terrell, this is what's interesting about um, pro football focus. You know, 59.5 overall grade, which put him sort of in the middle of the defense. Um, but he allowed just 9.5 yards per reception. He did allow, uh, I believe it was, two out of two receptions on three targets, um, but a 9.5 overall. Like that's, he wasn't giving up big plays. And, and that is sort of who AJ Terrell is. He's, um, I thought he had a strong day at the office. Uh, again, you know, out of 56 total snaps, they're giving him a 59.5, but he only allowed uh, 9.5 yards per reception and just 19 total yards in the game. Like, he did his job. In my mind, he did his job. I don't know what this score is. Uh, I don't think it matches up with what he's putting on the field. So I have some problems with that. Um, Dante Fowler had 31 snaps, that, which is a lot more than I thought he would have 
coming off of the knee injury and uh, 60.4 overall grade. Unfortunately, 47.9 as a pass rusher, that didn't get it done. And frankly, no one got it done as a pass rusher uh, in this game. James Vaughters was the only one that registered a good grade there. He was 11th in total scoring, but our top pass rusher with a 69.7 overall grade. Um, so maybe there's something there with Vaughters. He did, and, and incidentally, he had 50 snaps on defense out of 77. Uh, this really looks like the Falcons... Um, really like what they have in Vaughters. And to be fair, right now, from a pass rushing standpoint, he may be the only person getting it done uh, between last week and this week. Uh, so yeah, uh, Vaughters, a name to pay attention to going forward. Um, the performance in this game would seem to indicate, even though he was you know number 11 on the list, um, in, in one of the areas that counts the most, he is... Looks like he's one of the few Falcons who's actually generating a, a decent pass rush. So um, good on him. Let's continue to monitor his performance uh, as the season goes on. Another high-scoring player in this game for the Falcons defense, Marlon Davidson, um, who was seventh on the list with a 66.7 overall grade and scores in the 60s or 70s, which is really solid. Um, so nice to see him have a good day overall. Um it's hard to brag about anyone on this Falcons defense after what happened. Um, but I, I, again, I think when you're looking at this as a holistic picture, what can these guys do um, here and there? Uh, you do see glimpses. You see you know, Richie Grant pop, popping that ball out. Uh, great play by him. Um, you see uh, Ogundeji beginning to improve with more snaps. You see Vauders, you know, someone who came off the practice squad. Um now beginning to generate a little bit more of a pass rush. Uh, these are things we can build off of. Hopefully, in in a terrible game like this, you know, there's very few things to take away. But maybe some of these young guys will, maybe some of these young guys will build on what they did well in in this game and use that for Thursday night and for the games going forward. Really, at this point, that's about all that we can ask from this Atlanta Falcons team. All right, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at FalcoholicDW. Uh, updates for this podcast at FalcoholicPod. And of course, our articles daily at thefalcoholic.com. Also, if you're interested in talking with other Falcons fans um, and some of the Falcoholic writers, you can join our Falcoholic Discord. It's completely free. Um, if you have questions on how to join it, you need a link. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, let me know, or FalcoholicKevin, at FalcoholicKevin. Uh, either one of us can get you hooked up with that Discord server. We would love to have you. All right, guys. Thanks for listening in. We'll talk with you next time.